If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading chapter 19 of Wings of Fire, the Dragonette Prophecy. Clay closed his eyes. He couldn't bear to see the circle of prisoners up in the sky, knowing that Tsunami and Starflight were up there watching him die. He heard a far away yell and Forge's head jerked up. Clay opened his eyes again and saw that the icing was looking up at the prisoners. So was everyone else in the stadium. He followed their gaze and saw Blue Dragon far overhead thrashing in the net of wires above the arena. The other prisoners were shouting and scrabbling to hold on their rock towers as the weight of the dragon threatened to drag them all down. It was Tsunami. She must have thrown herself off her prison cell trying to get to Clay, but the wires held her fast. She was fighting like an insect caught in a spider web. Get up there, Queen Scarlet roared, and all the Skywing guards around her lifted off at once. This is my chance, Clay thought. Forge was distracted. Now he should kill him. He should. He should. He had to. If he could have killed his nestmates and their eggs, he should be able to kill this dragon who had nothing to do with him. But he still couldn't. He kept thinking, Forge is much as a prisoner as I am. Why should I get to live instead of him? This is why the prophecy is doomed, because of me. So Clay was the only one looking at the ice dragon when a jet of small black droplets splattered against the side of Forge's face and neck. Forge flinched in surprise and automatically reached up with one talon to wipe his face clean. Before his claws reached a snout, both dragons heard a hissing noise. Clay stared in shock as the black drops started to bubble and smoke. The scales underneath them began to melt. Then Forge screamed. It was the worst sound Clay had ever heard. The dragon... Peril had killed, had screamed in this kind of agony, but to be right underneath the dying dragon, his screams piercing Clay's ears, was so much worse. One of the drops had landed in Forge's eye, and that was the first thing to disintegrate, leaving a smoking black cavity in his skull. The side of his face slowly dropped away like ice melting. Forge lurched over Clay, clawing at his own neck. The spray was eating it into his open wounds. Clay, couldn't, Clay covered his eyes, feeling sick. Why couldn't death be clean, painless, and fast if it had to happen at all? It finally occurred to him to wonder who had sprayed the ice wing. It must have come from the direction of the Queen's balcony. He looked up and saw only three faces up there staring down at him and forged. The rest of the guards were up there, up in the sky, dealing with Tsunami and the other prisoners. Queen Scarlet, who looked pleased. Glory, who looked asleep. And Peril, who looked frightened. After Forge finally died, to the sounds of uproarious cheering, Clay was flown back to his tower, locked down again. He could see the extra chains and wires had been added to Tsunami's cell, and the prisoners on either side of her kept shouting angry things about how she nearly killed them. But she waved her tail at Clay, and he felt a tiny bit better, though not much. He hadn't won fairly. He hadn't found the strength in him to kill. He hadn't even wanted Forge to die. Something, someone else had killed Forge for him. And yet there was a ball of wrenching guilt sitting in his stomach. 
Gail about Forged, about Dune, about Glory's weird drug state, about Sunny, wherever she was, about Starflight, who never survived the arena, and about Tsunami, who might, but only if she didn't get herself killed doing crazy things first. He couldn't eat the pig dropped off by the Skywing Guard that afternoon. He just watched Gloomy as it ran around his platform, squealing in terror, until it blundered over the ledge. Then he felt bad about that, too. Feeling sorry for my prey. Some hero dragon you are. Clay kept his back to the arena during the afternoon fight, which was between a sea wing and a scavenger. The queen had found in the woods. He thought queens would be more careful about scavengers about what after what happened to Oasis. But now he saw how pathetic they were. He understood why Queen, Sc- queen Scarlet didn't worry about them. The scavenger was allowed to keep his funny little weapons, but they did not do much good. The fight was over quickly. Clay covered his ears so he wouldn't have to listen to the munching and crunching in the cheering crowd. He slept a little that evening, but his sleep was full of nightmares and dying dragons. It it was almost a relief to wake up after dark and find Peril huddled in the same spot as before, even though heat wafting from her scales was welcome, as the winds were strong and colder than ever. Oh, hi, she said in much. You were amazing today, although I have no idea what you did. I was looking at the pressers and suddenly, well, yikes. That was scarier than me. I mean, I'm pretty scary, but wow. How'd you do that? You don't have to tell me. I mean, you might have to do it to me. You probably will, which is the scariest thing ever. It was like, I never thought what it might be like sitting up here watching me kill other dragons, and then I'm the one watching and thinking that's going to happen to me. But, so, but still, amazing. Can you tell me? You don't have to tell me. Stop, Clay said, worn out with guilt and worrying. Pearl, it wasn't me. I didn't do do that to Forged. She exhaled, and a small burst of fire shot from her nose. It's all right, she said. I didn't think you'd tell me. I'd keep it a secret, too. No, seriously, Clay said. I think it was Queen Scarlet. She wanted me to win. She must have done something while everyone else was distracted. Pearl looked skeptical. I've never seen her do anything like that before, but I guess she might. She definitely doesn't have doesn't have a problem with cheating. She's better talents opening and closing her claws if offering herself as an example. I guess she might have found the poison in her treasury somewhere. Have you seen my friend Sonny, Clash? He was starting to feel the pain of scratches across his back and the bruises on his throat. Oh, yes, Pearl said. She looked at him sideways with sly blue flame eyes. That's why I came. I'll tell you where she is, but I need you to do something for me. And if you won't do it, I won't tell you. Clay tried to move his aching wings, but they felt stiff and sore. He could tell that dried blood was cracked, caked through his scales and the spiny ridge along his back. You don't have to do that, Peril. I'll help you anyway. Sure, she said. Well, well, see, it's not an easy thing, and you might get in trouble. I'll I definitely get in trouble if Her Majesty found out. She scratched at the rock underneath her. I don't mind. I'm in enough trouble anyway. Is Sunny all right? Pearl scowled at the answer. Yeah, she's fine. Not a scratch on her, eating like a queen, making friends with all the guards. It's a little nauseating, if you want to know the truth. That's Sunny, Clay said, exhaling exhaling with relief. What do you want me to do? He told me I wasn't allowed to watch, Pearl burst out. I'm the only dragon in the whole Sky Wing who isn't supposed, supposed to stay away from the arena tomorrow. It's not fair. Why? Clay asked, his stomach sinking. What new horrible battle did Queen Scarlet have planned? What's happening? What's happening? I don't even know, Pearl flared. It's some kind of trial. Does not sound boring? Why would she keep me away from that? 
I wouldn't have cared until she told me not to go. Listening to Trogans talk about law is about as exciting as puck- picking sheep fluff out of your teeth. Plus, it always ends in as same way anyhow. Queen Sart just likes the drama of the trial and formal executions. Nobody's ever innocent. Kestrel, Clay said. It must be Kestrel's trial. Queen Scarlet said something about that. Well, whoever she is, I want to watch, Peril said stubbornly. So I thought maybe if I hid up here behind you... Clay glanced around. The ice swing to his left was asleep, and the platform to his right was so empty. If he stood at the edge of his prison and spread his wings and Peril crouched down, he might be able to shield her from the eyes of the queen. He tried opening his wings and winced. The clamp bent the outside of his wing in, as if it were rolled under and pinned up. But he still should have been able to open most of his wings, even if he couldn't fly with it. I'm too sore, he said to Peril. I mean, I'll try, but if I can't really open my wings right now, so I don't know if I can hide you. Let me see. Peril frowned. Let me see, she said, pointing to his back imperiously. He hunched around until his back was towards her. She drew in a sharp breath. That sounds bad. He, he's that sounds bad, he said, trying to twist his neck to w- around to see. It can't be that bad. Kestrel believes that pain teaches you stuff, so trust me, I've been clawed before. Not by an ice swing, I bet. They have rigid claws so they can grip ice as they walk. It's like getting clawed four times with each claw instead of once. Can you picture that? Um, sort of, I said. It feels better with you near it. It does? Like the heat, I mean, he said, embarrassed, although he wasn't sure why. It's better than the wind. I don't... I don't know how to fix it, she said, sounding frustrated and helpless. He felt her heat draw a little closer. I guess I could stand here if that helps. Clay remembered the poison under the mountain and the stinging pain in the scales. He wondered if the same treatment would work here. There's one thing, he said hesitantly, if it's not asking too much. I think putting mud on my scratches might help. Oh my gosh, of course, she cried. That's it. I can get you mud. Wait here. She sprang off the tower and flew away. Wait here, Clay echoed to the empty space, because I was going to go where? For a walk? He pulled his wings in and tried to huddle against the wind, but it howled at him from every direction, and the tower was even colder now that peril was gone. The pain felt worse and worse as the moments ticked by, and the moons rose high in the sky. He was shivering badly by the time he saw her spiral up toward him. Between her front town, she was carrying a large rock cauldron filled with thick brown mud. Clay twisted around to watch her as she landed behind him. Where'd you get that? He asked. Peril nodded at one of the distant walls of the Queen Palace. Clay squinted and saw the reflected glint of moonlight off a cas- cascading waterfall. The Diamond Spray River starts at the bottom of that wall. It leads all the way to the sea. At least, that's what I hear. I've never left the Skyrim Kingdom. She stuck one claw in the cauldron, and Clay watched curiously as the mud began bubbling and boiling. Why not? he asked. You must be one of the most powerful dragons here. Why don't you just come and go as you please? Peril looked a little shocked. I would never, ever disobey her majesty. That's how my mother got killed. A theory suddenly popped into Clay's head, but before he could explore it, Peril kept talking. Besides, I have to eat black rocks every day, or I'll die. The queen makes sure they're always enough for me. Black rocks? Clay asked, puzzled. It's part of... It's part of the curse of having too much fire, Peril said with a shrug. I'm lucky the queen takes so much care of me to keep me alive. 
Have you ever tried not eating them? Clay asked. Once, when I was a lot younger, Pearl said, shifting her talons awkwardly. I got mad at Her Majesty because she wouldn't tell me anything about my mother. I wanted to run away, so I stopped eating rocks to see what would happen, and I got really sick, like almost dying sick. Oh, Clay said. Her story felt like... felt had... Felt, her story had a feel of wrongness to it, like scales that didn't overlap properly. It seemed pretty convenient that the queen just happened to have a way to control the most dangerous dragon in, the, in her kingdom, but he was hardly an expert on sky wings with weird, deadly conditions. Is that also why you don't challenge her for the throne, Class? Because I'm betting you could beat her in a fight. Pearl gave an outraged squawk, nearly hitting him with her tail. I don't want to be queen. What an awful thought. Stop saying... Treasonous things and turn around. Clay presented his back to her, opening his wings as wide as he could. Some part of him expected her to plaster the hot mud on her t- with her talons, but he realized she couldn't do that without burning him. Just before Pearl flung the entire contents of the cauldron over her scales, yeah, Clay clamped his teeth down hard, forcing himself not to yell. The mud was as hot ca- uh, as Kestrel's fire breath. And at first, he felt like his scales were being burned off. Then the shock passed, and a moment later, the heat became bearable. Clay felt the mud soaking to his injuries, instantly soothing the pain. If only he'd had some of like this stuff after all his training sessions with Kestrel. Much better, Harold said with satisfaction. Clay rolled his shoulders, his muscles already feeling looser and strong. Wow, does that work for all mud wings? Of course, she said. How could you not know that? What about other dragons? Clay asked, turning around to face her. He wondered if this was a trick he could use to heal his friends if they were ever together and free again. I don't think so, she said. I'm not sure anyone's tried because that would be weird. Like, what kind of skywing would let you put mud on their scales? Yuck. It's the most. Gr- it's the greatest feeling in the world, Clay said. Well, maybe after flying and eating. Gosh, I'm hungry. I'll just fetch and carry for you all night, shall I? Pearl said. Oh, no, you don't have to. But she was already gone. Clay sat down and tucked his tail around his talons, thinking. He had a pretty good idea why Pearl wasn't supposed to watch the trial tomorrow. Queen Scarlet had said something about Kestrel disobeying her. Plus, there were those burns on scar- burned, burned scars on Kestrel's talons. And it wasn't too hard to imagine Kestrel trying to kill her own dragonette, especially when she figured out there was something wrong with her. Peril thought her mother was dead, but how would she react when she found out it was Kestel and she was still alive?